Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, so last night when we were ending the prayer, I had mentioned, um, you know, God's still working when we don't see him. I was saying how we sing that song, uh, Waymaker, and we get to that bridge part, and it's like, even when I can't feel him, he's working. Even when I can't see it, he's working. And sometimes we often forget that. We also wonder, like, where is God? Does he hear me? Uh, what's going on? Uh, but you know what? During our waiting time, and I, I put that as a waiting room because, you know, we've all been to those places, whether uh, you've gone to the doctor before or you, what? You've gone to the doctor before? Oh, my God, I thought you were a faith woman. Oh, my God. Sorry, I just threw everybody off. Okay, so I'm sure everyone that's watching has gone to a doctor before. And you're not going to hell because you went to a doctor's office. Just putting that out there. Because this, we're going on just a little side road bringing me back to the beginning. Because I got people that write me that's like, um, oh my gosh, you take your kids to the dentist? Wait a second, you, you took your kids to the dentist? Yes. And I reply with, do you shower? Because it's called hygiene. And um, so I just want to let you know that if you care about hygiene and you want to take care of what God gave you, um, these bones in, in your mouth, and you don't want to buy uh, expensive fake ones, go to the dentist. Let them scrub them up. Let them just make sure they're okay in your mouth and you're doing a good job. Floss a little bit. It won't, it won't make your faith go down. Just letting you know that, guys. Okay, that was my side note because these are things that I do get. There, we get so extreme in our faith walk that we're not actually living by faith. We're just like, I don't know, living out in the wild. So <laughs> apparently, if you don't go to the dentist, your teeth will look like you live out in the wild. So see, it works perfectly that, that way. Okay, so... If you've ever been to a doctor's office, they have what you call a waiting room. Um, and or you go and get your car worked on. You wait in the waiting room at the mechanic's uh, office. There's a waiting room when you have to wait for something uh, that you need, that it's not quite, you know, in your hands yet, it, back in your possession. I go get my car. Uh, with uh, an oil change. And so sometimes if it's not ready, when I'm told to come pick it up, there's someone in front of me checking out. They send me to a place with chairs and I'm in a waiting room. And so I got to thinking when I was talking about that song last night and our prayer team that God is working in our waiting and we have to get to the place. Hey, Maria, we have to get to the place where we are strong enough in the Lord to persevere, to, you know, keep pushing through, to do what God's told us to do, to say what God has told us to say, to believe what God has told us to believe while we're in that waiting time, while we're in this waiting zone. Because what happens is a lot's where a lot of people go, they jump ship. They, 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 jump, they, they jump overboard and they, you know, because we live in this society right now. We live in this like, 
instant gratification. I need it now. You know, this, this ever-increasing tech world and, you know, Amazon, I can get it at least where I live, you know, two-hour two hour shipping. I ordered it now, I have it by lunchtime. I ordered it at lunchtime, I have it by dinner time. There's not, there's not much waiting going on uh, in, this, in this society. There's not, there's not that. It, it's like, okay, I've got where I live, I've got something on every, every corner, I want a cookie, there's crumble. I want a coffee, I, I don't care what you guys do, this is not the debate, go to Starbucks, go to Dunkin' Donuts, whatever appeases you know your life, do whatever you want. But I want a donut, I'm definitely not going to Dunkin' Donuts for that. I'll go to Duck Donuts. But you know, to each their own. Uh, you know, so it, when you want something, I just go out and get it. There's, no, there's none of this waiting. So we get into this lifestyle that all of a sudden we're believing for a miracle, we're believing for a breakthrough, and there's a little bit of a quiet time, okay, that's happening during the waiting. And all of a sudden, we don't know what to do. What? What's up? What? I can't have it right now. We're like little kids that are pitching a fit. I want it now. Makes me think of that Barbie movie, Maddie. I want it all. I want it now. I don't care how or wherever it goes. What does it say? I want it all. I want it now. Don't tell me no. Just tell me how. See, that Barbie movie, when that little bratty girl sang that all those years ago when Maddie was like, you know, five years old, I still remember it. Ugh, I was like, I'm a little, little Barbie doll. I'm going to come over here and knock that plastic head off. <laughs> no, Liz, that was from a Barbie movie, and she was some bratty little candy girl that walked around in some kingdom, and she was like, I want it all. I want it now. Don't tell me no. Just tell me how. <laughs> and it has been stuck in my mind for, you know, very many years. All right, so we, we, ha we, we all of a sudden turn into little kids and we're like, listen, I'm not seeing what it is. And then our mind, the, our mind doesn't go into rest mode. Okay, so faith is rest. There is a rest scene in faith. That shows God that you say, listen, I know that you're working. I know what you're doing. I'm gonna still do Everything I know here on earth, I'm still going to move forward. I'm still going to, you know, and that's the thing. We don't have control over our thoughts. So we, we start, all of a sudden, we're in the waiting period. And we're like, okay, D did God's word say that I could be healed? I don't know now. I thought I read that. I've kind of always confessed it for the last 20 years. Hmm. Okay. You know, uh, does God, like, does he really want me to have money? I'm not sure. Like, you know, uh, money is the root of all evil. Uh, oh, did I, did I quote that verse right? Uh, oh, the love of money. Okay, the love of money is the root of all evil. These are the, this is, and this is, our, this is what we're doing in the waiting room. This is what we're doing in the waiting room. We're not believing God anymore. We're not, we're not confessing the right thing anymore. We're now having doubt and unbelief slip in. Look at this. I actually added something here in mine. So why did you not load it? Well, good thing. 
I've got two. Ha ha ha. All right. So I was thinking of a few different stories in the Bible. And I was thinking of Moses and I was thinking of Noah. Because if you go to Genesis 6, you're, you're seeing where God has asked Noah to um, what? God has asked Noah to build an ark. Okay. God has asked Noah to build an ark. There we go. See, technology didn't happen right away. This iPad is terrible. I wanted it now. Okay, so the story of Noah. He was instructed to build an ark, okay? So if you go to chapter five versus chapter six, sometimes we read things and it just, we feel like it's all in, in one time period. But if you look now, it never really says how old Noah was when, when um, the ark was completed. You kind of just see a timeline. It was like he was talked about in Genesis 5. Uh, I think they mentioned he was like 500 years old. Then when you get to the, the, the ark closing and, and Noah on the ark, he's like 600. Hey, Caitlin, he's like 600 years old. So they, they guess and they talk about possibly... Uh, Noah knowing and being asked to build the ark until he has to shut the doors could have been like a hundred years. A hundred years to see how God's instruction. That's a lot of time for his mind to take over. Do you not think that the naysayers, do you not think people were coming up and saying like, um, we've never seen rain before and you're building a very large boat right now. You're an idiot. <laughs> and so all he had was, I'm going off this instruction, which is a word from God. So that's what we have here. We have a bunch of words from, from our, our heavenly father. This is alive. It's powerful. Okay. So this alive book, this book of life, it's, it's more powerful than any other book on a shelf out there. And so Noah has this instruction to build an ark. Just think about, just think about all that time he had in that waiting room. Just think about what did he do? He kept working. He kept moving forward. He, he didn't let people get to him. He didn't let, you know, we, we can't be, surround ourselves with people that don't believe the same way. Uh, and I don't mean it in a way where like we can't have anyone that's on a different level because you're helping people raise up. But when you are believing for the biggest thing in your life that you're believing for, don't talk to people who aren't on that level of belief. When, if I'm believing <laughs> for, for, for uh, you know, faith and, and giving and, you know, and finances and doing the, the biggest thing, I'm not going to go talk to somebody who has no interest in the, you know, the teaching of, the, of, of prosperity, has no revelation on it has never given, you know, remotely close to what I've given or never. No, I'm not going to go ask for their advice. I'm going to go to someone who's done more, who's done greater, who, who, who's going to push me, who's going to teach me. And that's what we are doing in this situation. 
If we're in a waiting room and we're saying, listen, Lord, I'm waiting for this breakthrough. I haven't seen it yet. I'm asking you to manifest it. So we're going to start using our faith. We're going to start using our words. We're going to start using our heart, which is our belief system. And just saying, listen, I, I don't, I'm not going to ask the whys. That's where we get tripped up. Why am I waiting so long? Why, why, why? We, we, we turn all of our effort away from where our effort should be. I've got tons of whys over life I could ask. Why did this person die? Why is this person going through this? Why did this happen in my own life? Why, 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 why? And if I take all my energy on the, now why? Why is my family member going through that? Why, 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 why? Then I, I, I waste all that time when I could be teaching myself, building my spirit man up, making a firm foundation in my life. We have to get rid of the whys. We have to get rid of the whys. Because believe me, when you get to heaven, I said this the other day, when you get to heaven, you are not going to ask why. So just let it go. Just let it go. You are not going to get there. And before all of God's glory and and. I mean, like what you're going to see, we can't even imagine how amazing, how, how, how full of glory uh, heaven is going to look. And when we get there, you think you're going to be in that all of a sudden, that state of mind, it's going to be like, well, Lord, you know, before I get through the pearly gates, I had a few questions for you. Hold on one second. Let me ask, why did this happen? Why did this person die? Why did this person go through this? Why did I have to wait so long for this? Absolutely not. You've got to get why out of your thoughts. Why out of your confession? Because why is not faith. Why is not faith. That's going to be taking you in and wasting your time, taking you in another direction and wasting your time. Why is not part of your faith confession? All right. So it, it, how we react to the waiting time is everything. The other one I had is, is the story of Moses. Okay. The story of Moses. All right. Learning to wait patiently. I wrote down it, it, when you're in that patiently waiting room phase, your faith is going to grow and, and fully trust that God is working and moving when we don't see things, when we feel like they're not going anywhere. You should be working on and focusing on your faith. You should be working on and focusing on your praise and your thanksgiving. You know, I, there's, not, there's lots of things I don't see in advance. But I praise and I thank the Lord daily. I just did it today. I was praising the Lord at home, praising him for things I haven't seen, praising him for getting rid of roadblocks, saying, thank you, Lord, that you go before me. You're like my, my bulldozer that goes before me and obstacles and roadblocks and things I can't see. You're smashing down the walls. Thank you, Lord, for anything that, that's coming my way, for sickness and disease. I always have prayed over my kids that um, I always say, Lord, put them in a bubble. They're in, I look at them, you know, I'm, I'm a very visionary person. Uh, so even with learning, I, I prefer not just reading something. I, I also like to think I, it, sticks, it sticks to me more. That's just how it is. I have a photogenic memory. I could see things once. 
maybe while I'm good at directions, I don't know. Um, but I could see things once, I can see, I can see numbers once, and I, and I just see it again. I'm a very visionary person. And so, you know, I always say, Lord, put my kids in a bubble. When a sickness or disease tries to, to come towards their body, let it just hit that plastic bubble and bounce right off. That's what I've always, always confessed over them. You know, I, I, it's not some like, you know, super spiritual words or, you know, uh, very, very, uh, uh, you know, eloquent uh, language that I'm speaking. I just simply say, Lord, pop them in a bubble. Destruction can, can, cannot come near their life. You know, uh, calamity cannot come near their life. Things that, are, things that are sent to destroy them literally will hit. It's almost like a, a protective shield around them will bounce right off of it. And that, that's how we have to look at it. That's how we have to uh, get a, a, you know, I recommend getting a vision, getting a picture in your mind of what we're, we're saying to the Lord, what we're thanking him for, what we're praising him for. Now, you know, you, you've heard of Maddie being healed and, and Brooklyn in the hospital being healed and none of that's ever, ever, ever happened to Teddy. Uh, but I still will confess, thank you, Lord, that it never does. Thank you, Lord, that it, uh, heart issues never come back to Maddie. Thank you, Lord, Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not praying in fear that something's going to happen. I'm thanking the Lord in advance that he goes before me. He can see what I can't see. He can see what I can't ever see. All right. Um, I said this earlier, how we live in a world that expects instant gratification. And so look, um, look what the Israelites did when they were impatient. Okay. Moses went on um, Mount Sinai, right? This is when the Ten Commandments were happening. And they, the, those Israelites were impatient. They said, what's going on? You know, Moses was like, I'm, I'm, I'll be back. I'm going to go talk to the Lord and I will come back. And they were impatient. It's been 21 days. It's been 23 days. That's our problem. We don't have trust in God's word. Okay. It's been 27 days and Moses still isn't back. What shall we do? Oh, I know. Let's build a golden calf. Let's build an idol. Let's build something because we don't know what's going on. That's because doubt and unbelief crept in. It crept in the camp. It crept in their circle, right? Hey, Liz, there you go. You're reading that, that this morning. So I wrote down the idol that impatience drives us to, okay? Because that becomes our focus. Being impatient becomes an idol. It becomes the focus of the day. It becomes the focus of the week. It becomes the focus of our situation. So being impatient drives us in this day and age in self-creditedness, all right? I'm putting myself at the center of things. I'll just take care of it. I'll just do this. I'll just go here. I'll just... You know what? I've been praying to God that I could get married and I'm not married yet. So you know what? The next thing that comes through the door, I'm just going to go after. 
And that's what happens. We get impatient and we what? Settle. We settle. We get out of what God has for us. Oh, uh, uh, fine. Uh, It's not happening in my body. I'm just going to go do this. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take care of it. Okay. Uh, I really, I really, I really, really, really wanted uh, those uh, pairs of shoes. I really wanted. So what happens? People, we get in debt, right? We get in debt because we're impatient to get to the point where we could get something like what we're looking for, not on a credit card, but impatient. You know, (laughs) there's things that I have today I didn't have when I was 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Doesn't mean I didn't like those things then. It doesn't mean that I desired them and I I wasn't aware of nice things, but that, that would have been unwise for me to put myself in that situation for what? For what? To keep up with the Joneses, to let somebody know I have something, you know, what? To get into debt. And so we, that, that impatience, that feeling of I don't want to wait anymore. I, I've got to order it right now. Uh, God's not listening to me. That becomes an idol. It's like just chill out. Just chill out because there's faith in the resting stage. There's faith when you just kick your feet up on the coffee table and say, listen, God's got this. We go on Sunday and we sing that song all the time. Even when, even when I don't hear him, he's working. Even when I can't see it, he's working. You know, there's, when it comes to things like, um, uh, you know, being healed. Healing is a progressive, you're healing. It's a progressiveness to it. It's, it, it's a, prog- you, you're, you're getting to it. A miracle, instant. And they both have the same results. They both give you freedom. They both give you healing. They, I mean, they both give you a wholeness, but one does take a little bit longer. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking about giving, but when you get to that verse that is, you know, He gives bread to the eater, seed to the sower. There's a waiting time from when you plant a seed to when you get your harvest. See, there's still a waiting time. There's a waiting time. Same in the natural. You don't plant a a seed for strawberries and then the next day you have strawberries in, in your garden. No, you're watering, you're feeding, You're taking time each day. We got 24 hours, sun's going up, sun's going down, sun's going up, sun's going down. There's a waiting to get the harvest. So God's saying, trust me, I love that verse. He gives seed uh, to the sower, bread to the eater. Because why? He's going to sustain you during your, your waiting time. Look at that. He's sustaining us during our waiting time. While we're waiting for that harvest, he's still providing during that waiting time. Hallelujah. That gets me excited and stirred up right there. He's providing during your waiting time. So don't go all the time at your heavenly father. He's going to provide for you during your waiting time. So he's providing peace. He's providing love and joy. He's providing all of these things in your life. He's providing the word of God. He's providing instruction. And it's our part. Christianity is a responsibility on our part. We don't have to make it a big deal. We don't have to overthink it. 
it, it, it's, it's, he's given us provision during the waiting time. Look at this. Um, when you cave to impatience, you turn into a people pleaser and you compromise what you're believing God for. That means you'll just tolerate anything. Anything that comes. When you cave to impatience, you turn into a people pleaser and you compromise what you're believing God for. Because the people around you could say stuff and you, okay, maybe they're right. It's been, it's been five years. God's probably moved on. He's helping so-and-so down the street. My stuff's not important anymore. No big deal. And so we learn to live with it. We learn to live with a lot of things because we just get used to it. We get impatient and we cave and we get tired. You know, our faith work doesn't work very well when we're tired. That's why I'm always encouraging natural rest. That's why I'm encouraging self-care, you know, as a woman, as a mom. You've got to, you've got to take those things serious because when you're tired, you're easily going to give up. You don't want to fight when you're tired. When, when, when you feel a heaviness or you feel a depression or you feel naturally sleepy because you've done too much or you've said yes to too much. I mean, we can go on and on about that. You don't want to fight. You're tired. You're easily um, to give up. That's right, Julie. Stop listening to your Job friends. And so you're easily and ready to give up. So when you're impatient, you're going to cave and you'll turn into a people pleaser, and then you'll compromise what you're believing God for. We don't want to compromise. We don't want to compromise what we're believing God for. We're going to step out in faith. Um, uh, giving into impatience, I wrote down, can lead to sin, and sin always has consequences. Romans, um, I believe it's, either 1423 or around that, we know that doubt and unbelief is a sin. If you're out of faith, that means you're doubt and unbelief. You're scared what's happening. Fear is setting in. The unknown, the I'm not sure, the wise set in. And then we get into the danger zone. The danger zone. We don't want to be in the danger zone. We want to live in faith. We want to be strong. We want to press through. Some days are more of a fight than others. Some days are more of a pressing than others. But we've all been in that place. We've all been in that position. But when you're rested, when you're trusting in, in God's word, it's easier to do that. It's easier to, and that's why... Uh, the Bible says in Psalm, in his presence is fullness of joy. And then in Nehemiah, it says the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. When his presence is around you. Now, I'm not asking you don't have to speak in tongues 24 hours a day and you don't have to, you know, only listen to preaching and, and only listen to this and only da 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 da. Um, but you've got to take action. You've got to do something. You know, some people are like, well, I just don't have that time. Well, you definitely have time if you're working a job and you have a commute in the car. You definitely have time when your kids take a nap, turn off the soap operas. You, ha you definitely have, everybody has time for something. Don't start the new show on Netflix tonight. 
get into the Word of God. You know, you're having a hard time. Well, don't, you know, if you watch one episode, watch one episode. Not everything has to be binge-worthy in your life, you know. And so it, it's all about what you want to do. What, how, how, how far do you want to go in the things of God? Because he's made everything readily accessible to us. It's just how far do we want to do it? Do we want to take the time to find out what the Word of God says? Do we want to take the time to be encouraged? Do we want to take the time to be in His presence? That will smash being impatient. That will smash that, that golden calf. That will smash that idol of being impatient. So we won't compromise. Um, look at, I wrote down Abraham. You know, I was just start, I didn't want to like look up all these stories, but I wrote down Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David. We did Moses, Noah. I redid Noah. Had to wait many years for God's promises. But when they reached their promise, they were blessed beyond measure. When they reached their promises. You know, <laughs> we have to, we, we have to, um, Learn, here I'm going to go real quick to see what we have to learn. In Psalm 27, 13 and 14. Yet I am confident. So we have to learn to be confident. Yet I am confident. I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. I love 13 because when you think about it, it says, while I'm here in the land of the living. This, uh, that's not heaven. That's not, if you're dead, you're not living. It says, I'm going to see the goodness. Repeat that every day. Get that verse ingrained. Write it on your mirror. Stick it in your lipstick drawer. Put it in your car and your dash. Get it memorized. Psalm 27, 13. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Yet I am confident. Not, not Jesus is confident. Not your friend is confident. I'm confident. So you've got to get a confidence that while you're in the waiting room, God's going to show up. While you're in the waiting room, God's going to be the one coming through the doors, calling your name, saying, here you go. This is what you've been believing for. Let me put it in your hand. Okay. During your waiting, don't become a beggar, become a praiser. During your waiting, I haven't seen some things yet. What do I do? I pop that, I pop that on. I thank the Lord. I praise him. I pray. I get into his presence. While you're in that waiting time, just like I told you, he gave seed to the sower, bread to the eater. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have substance. You're going you're gonna to be sustained during the waiting time. So move on with life. All right. So you can't do things. Some, some of you can't do the same things at the same level, at the same ability. Maybe there's something holding you down. Maybe there's a sickness or disease. Maybe there's been a bad report. Okay. Well, are you, are you living are you breathing? Do you trust God? All right. So while you are accessible to those things, while you are talking and your confession, while you're hearing, okay, 
while you're seeing, while, while you're moving forward, while you're here in the land of the living, get confident that you're going to see God's goodness. Get confident that you're going to see what you're believing for. Get confident that you're going to get that breakthrough, that you're going to bust through the, the, the roadblock, the, the, the wall that's holding you back. Get confident in the Lord. Confidence is, is a booster in um, getting bold. Confidence is a booster in your spirit, man. You start feeling, ah, okay, that, that's like, that's what confidence will do for you, right? Confidence uh, makes you do things that you wouldn't normally do. You know, uh, when, you're, when you're confident in how you look, everyone's like, ooh, yeah, I look good. Hey, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know why that happens. <laughs> But you start walking different. I'm like, yeah, all right, I lost like 10 pounds. Hey. And so you get confident. You start, you know, wearing um, a different size and you're like, okay, I see you. <laughs> Talking about yourself in the mirror, ladies. <laughs> but there's a confidence that rises up inside of you, and a confidence creates a boldness. A confidence creates a boldness inside of you. And then you're like, okay, this boldness, I, I, I can do it. I can wait. While I wait, I'm pressing in. While I wait, my confession's going to match the word of God. While I wait, I'm going to continue to give, give big. While I wait, I'm going to sing. While I wait, I'm going to praise. While I wait, I'm going to dance. While I wait, I'm going to give thanks. That's how we have to do it. Amen. Um, waiting time doesn't mean a low time. Make it a productive time. Make it a productive time. And one of my favorite chapters in Psalms is chapter one. Um, I think I'm going to just start with two. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. I love that because it goes to show you they bear fruit in each season. Each season can be a manifestation. And anyone who's followed my ministry for a long time knows I say each season looks different. Sometimes we got to switch some things up. You know, what we've been used to, you know, might not look the same from last year. Might not look the same from, you know, we're going into to this summer. Might not look the same as last summer. But that's okay. A God change is a good change. Amen? A God change is a good change in our life. And so waiting time doesn't mean a low time. You just continue to be productive in every season. Because what you got those roots connected to in that riverbank, that's gonna sustain you during the waiting time. What are those roots rooted and grounded in? That's what's gonna sustain you, okay? So when you have a tree in the winter, there's, there's not much going on for it to get, you know, food and all, depending on where you live, but those roots are so far in the ground that they've stored up stuff in their roots. So when the season does change, whatever's stored up, what? Gets distributed. And when it gets distributed, life still happens. 
there's production still going on. Uh, this, the, the tree doesn't fall over and die every season. Why? Because its roots have been rooted and grounded into something that's going to sustain the tree through every season. And that's why um, the Bible gives you those visionaries and says it's like roots planted by the riverbank because he is the living water. And when you have your roots connected to the living water, no death, no, no destruction, no, none of that stuff is going to come near your dwelling in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Um, a waiting time, I wrote down, is a time that you can list out past things that he's done for you. Make it a time of remembrance while you're in that waiting room. Say, listen, okay, Lord, let me bring back to my memory what you've done before. Let me bring back to in front of my forefront of my mind what I've seen God do. Maybe it's stuff you've seen him do in your children's lives. Maybe it's stuff you've seen him do in, in your parents' lives, your own life. Just start making a list. Start making a journal. Throw out the coloring journal. We're adults. We don't need to color. Got it? Good. Okay, let's get a journal that's going to um, be helpful in our life because sitting there and, and drawing a, an adult coloring journal with the smallest pictures in the world, you're going to be asking God for eyesight prayer when you're done. Oh, that's just her hair bangs right there. Let me get that. Now you know how I feel about adult coloring journals. Don't get me one. Um, uh, <laughs> I probably just, you know, well, Lord, just, we'll just lose viewers while we're here. <laughs> and so make your journals count if you're going to take time to make one. Um, that's right. Liz Mendez wrote, I have two and I read them often. I know she has because when she comes to our meeting, she'll say, I wrote down what uh, the Lord gave you to say, or I wrote down in this meeting and, and this is what the Lord told me and this is what the Lord spoke to me. And I know she writes it down because what did she say? She said, um, they always stir me up. They always stir me up because you're taking testimonies because when you're confident, here we go again, when we're confident in the word of God and we're confident in who he is, the nature of our heavenly father, we know that he's the same God, right? He doesn't change. He's not a man that he, that he lies. And so we're taking things that we've seen him do. I've seen him heal people. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in my mom and dad's life. I've seen it in my, my siblings' life. I've seen it in my, my uh, nephews and my niece's life. I've seen it, okay? So when you, when you bring that to your remembrance during your waiting time, that helps keep your faith stirred up. We're like, okay, you've done this before, God. Yep, you're going to do it again. Because it doesn't just happen and stay in the past. That testimony helps you. And I was talking about the other day. It helps you. It's like it pushes you up. We're going up the ladder. We're stepping on it as a, as a stepping stone. Here's the testimony. I, I'm climbing up. Faith is pulling me up. Here's my testimony. I'm going to bring it in front of my eyes. So that's why I wrote, in your waiting time, list out pat, the past things he's done for you. Stir your faith. Go to James 1.5, Hebrews 13.8, Romans 8.28. Um, yes, Grace. 
that's probably what most people will get from this broadcast. But the few that read between the lines or listen will get their breakthrough. <laughs> that's right, Erica. Erica says it keeps faith fresh and alive when you write it down what he's done. He can also turn his words to declarations and see where he takes you. That's right. It's good to write down what God's given to you because then I, I'll do that. I'll write things down and I know that it's a word that God's given to me. Sometimes it's about somebody. Sometimes it's about my own life and then I'll write it down and then when it comes to pass, I could say, see, now that encourages me. That's showing me, hey, God does use me. God does speak to me. I did hear the right voice. I, I like to do things like that because it stirs my faith and not only stirs my faith, it helps me grow in the things of God. You know, we'll, we'll always say, well, I, I, want, I want that gift, Lord, or how come I, I don't um, hear, you know, like how, how Pastor Ted or, or, or uh, Brother Ted Sr. prays for somebody. And, and, you know, the Lord will speak to you just like he speaks to um, the fivefold ministry, just like he speaks. You're, he's no respecter. He, he will use you. He will tell you things, but you have to train yourself to hear his voice. And so I love writing stuff down or I'll say something to, to my husband first and I'll say, watch when it comes to, and then because I like to say, okay, Lord, that was confidence in you. That was confidence to build me up to the next thing. That was confidence that I, I knew that that was your voice. So we have to do things that stir our own faith, stir our own, our own spirit man up. All right. When you know the nature of your God, it puts confidence in your weight. We say Jehovah Jireh, what? He's our provider. We sing those songs, right? Um, Jehovah Rapha, he's a God who heals. He's, you know, he's our shalom. He's our peace. He's our comforter. You know, you go through the names of, of Jesus. You go through the names of our God and um, it puts in the forefront of your mind who, who is our God. Who are we actually serving? What is the nature? What does he want for my life? And, and so during this waiting time, during this, um, this time that you're saying, Lord, I feel like I'm in that waiting room. And some of you feel like I'm in that waiting room alone. Can you picture it right now? You're in like this freezing waiting room and it's these hard, leather chairs that aren't even leather it's like pleather and you sit on it and you bounce off and you're like sliding off you can't even like sit still on the chair right so I'm putting up this description for you <laughs> and it's cold and it's the it's the wall it's the sliding glass thing and there's nobody there the sliding glass is locked <laughs> and you're waiting for whoever to get you through the door and so that's some of us are are in that right now we're saying Lord I'm in that waiting room and, and to let you know you're not alone. That's why I'm on here telling you I'm here to pray for you. I'm here to encourage you. You know, we got others that are, are watching that know people that are in that position. We got people that are watching, listening on the replay that are in that position. And so I'm letting you know that like during this time where you feel like you're in that cold room, you're in that cold waiting room on these terrible chairs and you're waiting for that door to open to be like, hey, you're next, okay? 
do stuff, speak right, keep praying, keep shouting, keep dancing, keep pressing in, keep listening to the word of God, okay? Keep giving because during that time, he's sustaining you and you can't hear it all the time. You can't see it all the time, but you have to have a knowing. You know, we get that. I, I just knew that was going to happen, right? That's our, the, our, our, we have a knowing. We, we've said that plenty of times. Oh, I, I knew that. I, I had a feeling that was going to come down or I had a feeling that was going to happen or I had a feeling she was going to say that or I had a, a feeling, I have a feeling, I have a feeling. Well, get your feeler working and have a knowing that God is with you. God's not disappointed in you. God's not uh, wondering, you know, what, the, what the, where, where, you know, he's not there going like this. Just know that during this waiting time, he's working on your behalf. He's healing your body. He's bringing you the answers. He's opening the doors. He's going before you and destroying any obstacles in your way. He's, 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 he's uh, got provision on the way. So don't give up during this waiting time. Don't let go. I love what my, my uh, father-in-law says. He says, you're only one prayer away from a miracle. Don't give up. Don't let go. Don't, you know, it, it kind of gets to me because I see so many wonderful faith-filled people that are ready to pick up out of the chair and walk out the front door. And then as soon, and that's what gets me because as soon as they're opening the door to leave, the waiting room, God's opening the door to walk in with the miracle. And so this is your day to receive everything God has for you. You don't let go. You don't give up. The devil wants you to give up. Don't do anything. Don't do anything that he wants you to do. He's a filthy liar. He has no new creation. He has, you know, I love people. I, I truly love people. And what gets to me is I hate seeing the enemy destroy people. I hate seeing the enemy lie to people's minds. And then I see them give up. And I'm like, seriously, don't believe anything he has to say. Don't believe anything he has to say. So Heavenly Father, I praise your wonderful name. I give you all the glory and all the honor today. Thank you for your mighty works. Thank you that you are mighty and you're merciful. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your victory in our lives, that we are not victims. We walk in total victory. Lord, I ask you now, if we are anyone that feels like we're in this waiting period, that you sustain our strength, that you give us, like the Bible says, we don't beg for stuff. Never have we seen the righteous forsaking or your seed begging for bread. We are children of God. We are women of God. We are the seed, Father God, from you, that we don't beg for what you have given to us, what you died on the cross, what you sent your son for, what you were beaten for, what you died for. We're not taking it anymore. Lord, I'm asking for mighty breakthroughs this year as we walk in a year of transformation. 
We will not let go. We will not walk out of that waiting room without getting what we're in there for. Believing for a breakthrough, believing for family members to come back, believing for a move, believing for healing, believing for a job, believing for a promotion. We're believing for finances. Hallelujah. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your stirring. Thank you for your faith, giving us the master key to obtain everything that you have for us. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing. For we walk in freedom. We don't walk in heaviness. We walk with the ability to carry the blessings of God. Thank you, Lord, that as we're in this waiting time, that there is continual trust and rest and provision in our life, that we will not give up. We're getting a bulldog tenacity, a bulldog bite on what God says is ours. Picture that in your mind right now, what you're believing for. You're going to get that, you know, I say bulldog, but living in Florida, I'm going to say an alligator bite because when an alligator bites down on something, it's like 3,000 pounds of pressure. You're not just clawing open an alligator mouth. So we're going to get that. We're going to get that chomp on what God has for us, just like this, just like this in the mighty name of Jesus. And we're not going to let go. Because we're going to stand and we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living while we're here on earth. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I am rooting for you. I am praying for you. 